Hello Survivors and welcome to First Aid Spray, a Resident Evil podcast by fans for fans. This is a special non-numbered bonus episode of the show wherein we'll be focusing on the Resident Evil 3 Raccoon City demo. My name is Cyniac, you can just call me Cy, and joining me on the panel this week, Boy Wonder Adam Russell Reeves, Stars, Firebutton Steve Valance, Stores, and James aka Moist Owlet. Stairs. <laughs> this episode of the podcast, like all others, was recorded live in our Discord server. Join now to hear the podcast early and unedited, as well as engage with our community, contribute to the show and other upcoming projects, and be informed first of everything going on behind the scenes. You can find a link to the server in the description of this podcast or on our social media accounts. So, this is the part of the show where I would usually plug our Patreon, but I won't be doing that this time around. Uh, we recently put out a public statement on the page itself uh, that you can go and read about some temporary changes to the system and how that's going to work um, and sort of reviewing the fact that if you're struggling right now, uh, we ask you not to worry if you need to pull your payment. Don't feel like we're going to be slighted at all if you need to pull that subscription. Uh, we're all in dis different situations right now during this international pandemic and your own individual health and safety comes first before us. So... That's out there to be read. It's very short, but I thought it was worth mentioning. I don't want to talk about it too much, um, but the bonus non-numbered episode is for one thing, something for us to do, since some of us are in isolation, uh, but more than anything intended to be a little bit of extra content for you guys. Uh, as I say, don't want to stay with this, but we're here to provide a distraction. So uh, for those of you who are isolated right now or still working especially, uh, I did at least want to mention this. This episode is especially a thank you to all of those of you who are still working. Uh, the phrase key workers, which you've now heard many, many times, some of which are on our team and some of which uh, are our listeners or our listeners' families. We know that for certain you fall under this bracket. This episode goes out to all of you guys and all the hard work you're doing on this very confusing and difficult time that we live in. Um, the very least that we can do is create some extra entertainment that hopefully makes things just a little bit easier for some people. So this Look at podcast, us, we're clowns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's be dumb and you laugh and we'll forget about it for 90 minutes. Um, so yeah, this episode of the podcast will be joined very soon by our second Patreon exclusive episode. This is going to come out early and all other Patreon exclusives, if we make any uh, while this is still going on, they're all going to come out much earlier than they would have done normally. Uh, we've got videos in the pipeline, we've got lots of streams coming up. Um, so hopefully we can give you guys some extra respite where we can. So all of that out of the way, let's talk Resi 3. Let's bring the hype up. The demo is out. It has been out since the 19th of March. Uh, it was announced via Twitter that there would be a demo coming. No time limit. Um, a Raccoon City demo and an open beta for Resident Evil Resistance for the 27th, which sadly we obviously won't be able to talk about just yet, but look out for our thoughts on that coming out as well. And I'm sure many of us will be streaming it as well. So yes, the demo is here. We've all had a chance to play it. Some of us on various uh, different platforms. There's a lot to dissect here, uh, especially, like I say, no time limit. So many of us have played it multiple times and stuff like that. Um... I guess just some rough thoughts to start off with. Adam, what was your first impressions of the demo? Um, super hype. I like it a lot. Um, it looked really pretty. That was my first kind of takeaway. I, I'm very excited about the prospect of more Raccoon City. I'm creeped out about the idea of a toy store, which is <laughs> exciting. 
Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, overall, super positive. I don't have too many negatives um, mm. about it, which is good. Um, it's probably going to be a little more interesting to see whereabouts in the game that is and, and how much it differs. Um, yeah, I wondered that as well. Yeah, just because we have a little amount of, of, of that sort of thing that I touched on when we spoke about like the, the trailer reveals or the, or the reveals that they showed us a month back, a couple months back um, with like the civilians running around in the city. And we got a little bit of that. So I'm interested to see if that's taken any further or mm. if that's just like a little, little bit. Um, but I am excited. It's not, not dampened my um, enthusiasm for Resident Evil 3. Well, that's good. You should you should hope not, really. That would be a really bad demo, wouldn't <laughs> <Right>. it? <laughs> James, how did you feel about the demo? I know you played it briefly on stream. Yeah, I, I played it on a stream, and I played it a little bit earlier on, actually, um, mm -hmm. just with some, yeah. Playing it again with prior knowledge is really fun as well. Yes. Uh, Agreed. Because I, uh, I, I went through the whole thing. First time I went through it, I um, got the, the faster scope on the pistol, and I basically just ran through everything, threw a grenade, and then yelled <laughs> and ran through everything and completed the level. Right, but then I went through the second time, and I was like, "There's a lot in it." Mm. That's that's what I loved. I mean, I know they'll change a lot of stuff, but yeah, I had tons of fun. Guns feel really good. I like. Uh, I mean, we'll go into it a little bit more later, but I love all the indicators I've added um, for certain things, features in the game um, from remake two. Uh, it's just nice little quality of life stuff that is, is, is just really cool. Yeah, it, as yeah, as Adam says, it is pretty, so mm. pretty. Yes, yeah, because you you streamed. I remember rightly, you were streaming. Uh, Steve was in the chat. He went away for five minutes, and you come back. He come back. You've done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, because I mean, Steve started the stream by by saying, uh, "Yeah, Sai hasn't died. No pressure." <laughs> Right, and I was like, "Oh, thanks, Steve." I was like, "But no." Yeah, but, yeah, but size are professional. They they've what? done Resi a lot longer than you. Okay, <laughs> won't go that far, jeez. To keep pace, that's right, guys. To keep that's pace, right. James, you're doing great. Sai is a professional, which means I am on the same level as Sai. <laughs> I, I am now a professional. Yeah, this Resident is where Evil. I. Uh... This is where I announced my co-CEO. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> are you, are you uh, Soniac, are you going into uh, Resident Evil eSports? <laughs> hey, with you're resistance, so that might happen. With resistance, that may happen. Uh, that, oh, I mean, you're right, actually. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, man. I better play that beta all day then, definitely. <laughs> eSports <laughs> masterminds, they come in dressed like Wesker with sunglasses on and the rest of it. Oh, dear. Steve, uh, how did you feel about the demo? Just some, some rough thoughts. Well, um, I genuinely overall enjoyed it. I spent the first time through, you know, we all kind of like did it around like, oh, crap, it's tall, dark and handsome, and then immediately <laughs> bolted. Uh, but the, the second and third times are more experimental and trying to figure out what does what and what triggers where. It's uh, a fun time. Generally enjoy it. There are a few minor complaints I'm sure we'll get into, but they are mostly minor, although one might dictate which version of the game I may purchase in the end. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's funny actually you guys pointed out that it's 
got a different feel on multiple playthroughs, which is, you know, that's very Resident Evil. You play through it the first time, you don't really know what you're doing, what you're looking for, where you're going. Um, and then when you're more familiar with your location and what's going to happen, you can afford to sort of be a bit more explorative, perhaps. And there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's goodies tucked away. We'll get to some of that, definitely. Let's break down the gameplay first and foremost, I suppose, because it's yeah, the most important. Um, so the demo is made up of a kind of loop of a part of Raccoon City. Uh, personally, if this is an indicator of how the game is going to work in general, I'm very okay with it. There's been talk that there's a uh, quote-unquote fast travel system, which I don't know if that's the right term for it. My personal belief is that we're going to have uh, a few of these kind of little areas that are all connected via the subway. Um, so it's just a few different hubs that you can bounce between by the subway. That's what I believe they mean by that. But if that's what the game is, and again, speculation, that I'll be very happy with it. Because whilst this is kind of a small area to explore, there's very uh, there's quite a few ways to move around it. Um, mm. Yes, yeah, Steve, how, how did you feel about, I don't know if this is downtown, uptown, what, what, what it is, but this part of Raccoon City that we got to explore, Redstone Street, let's let's call it that. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. I genuinely like... I mean, we all know the biggest takeaway from our Mix city section was there wasn't enough of it. Mm. And they've decided to go all in. Like, I don't recognize any of it from RE3 proper, or, well, classic, I suppose you'd call it now. Yeah. Um, and I, I can appreciate the fact, because there's so many, I mean, admittedly, once you get the fire hose, it kind of forces you into a route where you meet Nemesis, like, oh, it's awesome, the zombies bang on the other side of the store, you can't go. Yes, I, yes, I encountered that pretty organically yeah. as well. But... Um, the, getting in and out of that area initially and exploring the area itself, there's like, what, two or three different routes? Like, you go to the little courtyard outside the donut shop, you, you don't have to go to the donut shop, you can go all the way around. Hmm. I think you don't even need to get the bolt croppers. Ex- no, you don't need them, do you? You only need them to get the shotgun or go into extra rooms. Yes, so that's, you could, that is true. You can completely bypass the donut shop until the very end, if you were, like, for some reason, allergic to shotguns. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, and the fact that the puzzles themselves, like, I didn't even read the note until I got there. I went and saw, um, what's it, Aquacure? Mm-hmm. Aquacure girl on the board. I saw her first before I even found the safe. Um, but technically, the, one of the routes would lead you to the safe first and you'd get the clue, so you'd be forewarned oh, yeah, and forearmed. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Mm. I oh, feel yeah, like I should like, let other people speak. No, but, no, no. Yeah, it's- that's very. That's a very good point to, to just to hit a pause on there, is that, yeah, that's kind of like, organic exploration you know you're not being handed things in a uh set kind of order you could find the solution uh or, or the clue or the safe in any particular order really and then you just put that together that's yeah didn't, didn't think about it that way but definitely definitely I'm true say, a counterpoint to that would be the way re2 remake works you literally have to go into the east wing first and then you have to go through the west wing and loop round. Mm-hmm. there's there's a linear progression whereas a lot right. there's a lot more freeform and that yes. is great. Yeah, once you play games like this um, that feel more expansive, but the more you play them, you figure out there is m- more of a linear pathway, you know, get item A, take to uh, location A, and so on and so forth. Um, but this, yeah, this one is a bit more open worldy, if you like. Adam, how did you feel about the Redstone Street kind of area? Really, I really liked it, yeah. And, and to kind of echo what you guys just said, it, it's nice to have. In, in such a small area of somewhat of a feeling of freedom where mm. you have multiple ways to go and hopefully the the game can 
at least the Raccoon City section of the game can keep that up throughout so that it feels like, like you were saying with Resident Evil 2, you're kind of forced to go through the police station a certain way before it kind of opens up. Um, it would be nice if from the get-go we have kind of a multiple route, find your favorite ways through the city, you know, kind of thing. Um, my first playthrough, I didn't even notice that there were multiple. Like, I just, mm. you know, like we were saying, I was like, oh, got to get through it. So I just did the straight through the donut shop type thing. And, and, and then on my second and subsequent playthroughs, I was like, oh, there are things to do. There are things to see and find. So, um, yeah, I, I really, really like it. And if it's uh, indicative, which I have to assume it is, of the main play experience, I'm super interested to see um, what speedrunners are going to do. You know, they're going to yeah. find like the the quick routes through the city and I'm probably just going to bumble around a lot, but I'll <laughs> enjoy myself while I'm doing it. No, that's true. There is going to be people that find the ideal and there's also going to be probably people with the same experience that I had when I played the and James, when we played the demo for the first time where you go back to it and you're like, wow, I missed all this stuff. Like I missed the little alleyway with, that you could open with the bolt cutters, um, get an extra grenade and that kind of thing. And that was only something that I found later on. Um, and people have found other little extras as well. So randomly just going to throw out now, if you die enough times, you are asked if you want to drop down to assisted mode. If you select yes, you get a bigger inventory and you get the assault rifle. So the assault rifle's in the oh, demo to tinker with. I didn't I might have that. to die a few times. Yeah, try it that. out. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a, a nice little, but exactly. It's a nice little bonus. I only knew it because I'm upset Twitter told that I was me. so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's just be, be worser. <laughs> <laughs> James, how did you feel about Redstone Street, if we're calling it that? Uh, yeah, uh, I loved it. Um, as as you guys have, uh, and we've we've all pretty much uh, kind of uh, approached. It's there are tons of way to go around things, and there's a bunch of uh, ammo. There's plenty of ammo to kill everything, obviously, mm. other than uh, tall, dark, and handsome. But like, there's. There's there's tons of stuff to play with, and I'm sure that's not all going to be in the game. But I love that they've thrown it in the end game. I mean, but I love that they've thrown it in just so you can have a little bit of fun. It's really cool because that's how get demos used to be. It used to be a little snapshot of the game, so you could just throw your your aura in and have as much fun as you can, so they can really sell the game to you. And I think they have with this demo. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not so much. It. A sandbox, but just like a here's an example of what to expect from a bunch of different parts of this game. Yeah, like I I, I seen all those um I seen all the locks on the doors, mm. uh, all the yellow locks, and I was like, well, how did I get how do I get them? I've I've tried to I've tried to scope everything out. There was also a red corridor. I couldn't. It was constantly red, and I couldn't find what was in it. And I imagine that was just a tease. It was near where you have to put out the fire. Um, with just after Nemi comes, and uh, well, I mean, it depends which when you when you trigger Nemi, but mm. yeah, um, and it, it it makes you want to go that way because it's like, oh, is there something down here? Uh, you know, <laughs> so I did, and you know, then he makes an appearance and is uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I love the streets, and even I, who is terrible at game geography, was starting to learn. Mm -hmm. the, the ins and outs of that small area and if that is just a small portion of the game such as when the remake 2 if, I'm, if we're going to compare it 
uh, the remake to Dara last year. If it's a small portion of the game, then I'm very, very, very excited. And uh, but also kind of um, intimidated because, as I just said, I'm terrible at geography. So I'm going to be losing my mind. I'm sure Steve is going to be, you know, he's going to get his cartographer's pen out. He's going to be sketching out everything and uh, in his mind. And he's going to I inscribe the runes in my mind, and I see <laughs> there is an item here, but I can't find it. Why? <laughs> but yeah, with me, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my mind, and I can't wait. Yeah, I do like just a small thing that the uh, the map as well now. You could sort of like it's separated into parts as well. The certain larger areas are separated into segments, so you know where those those items are. If you if you want to be a magpie like Steve, and you find specifically what part of the street you're meant to be looking in, so that that was nice. Um, let's talk about some more. Of the, let's talk about the action. Let's let's talk about the dodge. Yes. Um, Evil Deadite <laughs> in the server asks us he wants to hear what we feel about the dodge. Um, personally, I thought it was pretty great my first experiences with it highly successful um the more i've come back to it the, the more i seem to suck at it which is interesting um technically you could play it without the dodge though but it is pretty satisfying to pull it off um james talk about the dodge how do you feel about the, getting a dodge did you score oh. many perfect dodges yes i did actually um i think um it was on my second playthrough i didn't do it on on stream so you guys can take that with a pinch of salt if you want <laughs> but like on my second playthrough, I practice dodging. Um, this comes from me playing games such as Dark Souls and Demon, and not Demon Souls, uh, Bloodborne, etc. Um, I got very, I got very, <laughs> I got very good at it um, in Bloodborne, and it feels very similar mm. in that respect. Um, and once you get them, it's like the cool slowdown, and yeah, it's just ah, oh, it, it felt so good and very action, um, action orientated, and I loved all that um all that side of it because you felt like I, I i said this when the um um when the release date and stuff was was said but yeah i i, I felt like jill um was a stars member because of that like right, she was yes. she felt so much more powerful her gunplay felt more powerful the dodges felt more powerful it was good um to feel a little bit more in control as well because with the dodge, you can quickly, uh, I'll go on more about it later, but if you're trying to stab a, a zombie, right, you can quickly just step back um, and take a few, a couple more shots. And whereas in Remake 2, you can't really do that. Mm. If it had the same mechanic, you get murdered mm -hmm. in Remake 2. Um, yeah, so love, love the dodge. Love it. And uh, yeah, can't wait to do more in the main game. <laughs> Adam, did you use the dodge much at all? I did. I used it more for quick repositioning mm -hmm. than I did for avoiding attacks. I tried to keep away enough that I didn't necessarily have to dodge. Um, like James was saying earlier, the the demo gives you plenty ammo, so I was norm. I was actually using it just to reposition and line up shots. Um, we'll see when the 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 actual game comes around whether I need to start using it. Yeah. Um, to avoid attacks, which I probably will need to practice. I haven't got a perfect dodge yet, um, but I haven't really tried to. Yeah. Um, I like it. I, I mean, you know, obviously this was a, bu a bug that we had from the original Resident Evil. We didn't like the dodge. Um, but I feel like in this, it, it will be weird going back and playing Resident Evil 2 now, the remake. 
and being like, oh, I'm like the least athletic person ever. <laughs> um, because it feels a lot more natural with the way the game plays because your movement is so more fluid um, and, you know, you don't have the, the tank style controls. Mm. Dodging actually feels a lot more natural now than I, than I would have given it credit for. So I actually like the dodge now and I'm, I'm excited to, to get um, some practice in with it. Yes, it's definitely worth tinkering around with and it certainly feels like each kind of different enemy type might have uh, a different knack to it with the dodging because whilst I had plenty of success with dodging zombies, especially early on, uh, not so much with Nemesis, although I'm hearing some people say they found it the other way around, that Nemesis was easier to dodge than zombies. Steve, uh, how did you feel about the dodge mechanic? Uh, suspiciously, just how you described, Nemesis was the easier one to dodge. Mm. Uh, but I, I gather it's when the zombies are actually like screaming as they lunge, that's probably the best time to attempt to dodge. I don't uh-huh. know. Um, overall, I love it. I, I can't not... It's, there's something infinitely satisfying about doing a duck dive roll as the screen goes... And then shotgun blast. You know? <laughs> it's cartoonish as hell, but it's just fun. And you feel like, you know, there should be some cheesy 80s like... Uh, maybe one-liners, you know? Yeah. It's, it's it's definitely a bit more cartoony than I was expecting it to be. But the, the regular dodging is just... That's, um, I think it's something... It's not actually one-to-one with uh, Revelations 2s, because you can overuse it and then become slightly... You have like a brief uh, misstep. Mm. I don't know if you've all noticed that, but if you like do it three times in a row, Jill kind of like goes, oh dear. Um, and wobbles a bit, and then there's a small lag before you can do it again, which I think is nice. It means you can't just exploit it too much. Um, you can also dash, dodge into a wall, and Jill goes and face plants into it. It's kind of comedic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, otherwise, one to one with Nem, it feels like it's per- much like RE3 proper. If you knew how to use it, it was the perfect weapon against Nemesis. Because you can literally dodge like 100% of his BS. You know? And it's just requiring the timing. Like the way I figure it is, if he swings from the left, or, well, from what would be Jill's left, I would dodge to the left. And if he swings from the right, dodge to the right. If he's doing anything forward right. wise, back. But it doesn't. It's it's not always one to one. Stand out has to be the knife for that <laughs> because while while it's it's weird in remake three, otherwise that like that duck back, swing back in, and uppercut with it just looks cool. Doesn't seem to. Do much damage wise, but there's something very cool about let's say like almost Leon in RE4 versus Krauser levels of thing going on. So, yeah, yeah, for I sure. like that. Yeah, it's um I've seen lots of people like experimenting with different play types, and obviously people are messing around with knife-only runs in this game. There's gonna be a handy little tool, that little uppercut. Even though it doesn't do too much damage, uh it'll get you out of a sticky situation and you'll score a hit, potentially down something. So that's it's gonna make it good because the knife obviously works quite differently in this game, in more of a stab, classic Jill's classic stabbing animation, which is really nice. They didn't have to include that um rather than the usual swipe. So that's cool. Um so yeah, we like I said, there's the, you got the knife in there, handgun, shotgun, assault rifle, um obviously some alterations to some of the combat. You've got exploding barrels, exploding uh, electrical points. There isn't too much to say there, I don't think, unless anyone has any particular notes about those. Uh yeah, can I talk about the knife? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um so uh several times 
uh, it happened once on my playthrough, and I think it's just it was just because it's demo. I hope it was just because it was the demo. Mm. Um, but knife doesn't mean dead, right? Oh, that's just you have to be a bit more persistent with it this time. Um, um, because I well, I again today I was proper stabbing at some zombies that were on the ground. Mm. They were not making any moves, um, and then later on they came back and would oh. and would surprise me. Right, and I was like, okay, um, yeah, and also like the 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 knife has, I mean, I don't know what the end game is going to be like, right? But the knife seems to have less of a damage potential as remake two knife did, and I get that because it's it doesn't have durability anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a little I, more old school Resident Evil where the knife is like almost not even a last resort. You're like, oh, it, do- it doesn't yeah. really do much. There's a like I, I was I touched on it earlier, but there's it's a much less of a window to kill zombies that are on the ground with a knife now as well. Yeah, like, yeah they're pretty quick at getting up. Yeah, there is a trick to that, guys. Um, if you from a neutral position, I'm going to try and teach this to everybody in the chat because I I, had, I didn't realize it wasn't random. From a neutral position, uh, press down and stabbing at the same time. Jill will do a, like a, a slightly forward thrust and then pull back a good half meter. That's how you generally would like get a stab in while still like getting out of range of their grabs. Okay. Yeah. And from a neutral standpoint, if you just swipe, like not moving or anything, she'll do a bigger lunge forwards. I don't know if that'll help oh. anybody, but I figure there is a bit more nuance than remake twos. Just just flay for days. Um, <laughs> approach yeah. with the knife. I, they've added extra little quirks to how you can wield it, which I think is, you know, good because it means Jill's a bit more knows what she's doing. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I also I did notice that. Um, I, I think it only works a couple of times. The zombies learn. Not sure how because they have a ter- intelligence of three, but they like if there's a certain point if they're leaning up and you are not in mid knife, like, and you you haven't done anything for a couple, like maybe half a second to a second. And then you hit them while they're mid getting up, then they just get knocked down again, right? So you can stab and they get knocked down. Wait for it, stab. They get knocked down, so you go for, go for a couple more strikes. But then, like it's, they seem to have some kind of immunity to it. Are you right? saying so, they get knocked down, but they go up again? But they'll never. You're never going to keep them down. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, guys! Copyright. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> The Basically, robots are so intelligent now. Well, this is the apparently this is the knife portion of the podcast. <laughs> but like, I mean, how like it, it definitely sounds more interesting than the wild, like you say, the wildly swiping of remake two. Once they're down, just go ham until they don't get back up. There's um, probably a little more nuance to this yeah, one. Yeah, um, so obviously you can't dismember them now. Which is- yes, I was going to get to that as well. I was like, I suppose with all these things, we can now and the demo being out, we've got a little bit of time. We could all practice with the knife, so we all might be able to get that. Uh, possible knife run achievement that Dark Side Ben and I were talking about. Let's hope that's not a thing. Um, yeah, bring it on! <laughs> I'll never it do on. it anyway. I, I know, right? I've said it now. Uh. <laughs> um, but you're, you're, yeah, you've you've hit the nail on the head uh, a little bit there. There seems to be uh, much less gore in this demo. Lots of people are talking about no dismemberment. Definitely, uh, you can definitely still down enemies by aiming for the leg, which is a handy tactic. But there's no like removing the limbs. Um, so there's been a couple of sort of theories why this is, and I don't think there's any concrete information either way yet. Uh, but one idea is that perhaps the engine, uh, 
needs more power because of the amount of stuff on screen, the different kind of lighting and the sheer number of enemies this time around. Uh, so perhaps that reduces the sort of ability for gore and dismemberment. Or perhaps um, a completely different tact is because the demo is being released to so many regions, some of which where it could potentially be censored, it just makes sense to make a demo that can be played everywhere rather than a bunch of different demos. Uh, so I'm not really sure if you guys have any theories on on if this is for demo for the demo or to stay. I don't think I put much faith in there because it's so many regions. Because you can still get a real satisfying head pop mm. in the in the demo. Mm. A head will still blow up. I could, um, but I, I, I could, could definitely see that um, maybe there's a lot more. Well, saying that in Resident Evil 2, the Ghost Survivors, we had like the bus scene where we had like a hundred flipping zombies on screen yeah, at once. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we could still like dismember them. So maybe it's just, maybe it will be in the game. Hopefully, it will. It was. It's always enjoyable to to take a leg off and watch them crawl around. <laughs> I get the feeling Capcom studied people's playthroughs of Remake 2, and that's a bit of an exploit. They meant to be aimed for the head. Hmm. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Make their knees indestructible. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I, I have a I have a theory um, that maybe it's because they said that they were making it more action oriented. And I know gore and everything is more action, but remake two the scary thing. One of the scary things about remake two is that if you took a limb off, it could still crawl at you, and it could still like, or if you took an arm off, it could still do certain swipes at you. Um, yeah, oh. You know, maybe they're just trying to le- lean back more on the gore, so you can focus more on the action. But I mean, mm. yeah, it's it kind of it's 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 loose because I mean, you would think they would add more gore because it's an action game, right? But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I... It, it, could, it could be because of the horror element. Who knows? Yeah, maybe they're leaning away from the ho- like Resident Evil Two had a lot of horror e kind of parts to it. The remake. And maybe they're leaning a little bit away from the the super horror parts and, and going for more of a fast paced um action feel. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Part of me wonders if it's just the firepower we're using, you know. Because I mean I didn't spend much time with the shotgun versus zombies except for the odd flip into the head. Mm. Um maybe the pistol and the knife just don't have the power to do it now. You know? Possibly, but I, I mean, feel like in, I may have seen that online wondering. if that's the case. Surely people would have responded to these uh, conversations mm. with well you can just you know so i don't know i guess we'll find out in you know 10 10 days or so um mm. so we talked about him and and, and the dodging of uh, nemesis but we didn't really talk necessarily about uh, how nemesis works in game and how we feel about his new move set and stuff like that and how it felt to fight him uh steve start us off what were your experiences with the nemesis like Originally, I was kind of like, look at this milk toast, weak sauce, l- you know, very weak dude, because I loved the grenade, he went down. Mm. But then but then I was out of grenades, and when he got back up, well, it was a little bit more intimidating when he could actually start getting hits in. Um, he's still more fragile than his OG counterpart. I genuinely do like the way he behaves and the fact that he runs. You know, he's, he's only really reticent and hesitant when he's just looming on top of you already when he's got you. But if he hasn't, he wants to close distance, he's either going to super jump mm. or Batman in or sprint at you. And that's amazing. You know, something Mr. X lacked. It was the, the, the threat factor of when he's in the room. Because you normally just get around a piece of furniture and just bugger off. You can't right. do that with Nemesis. Yes. It's too fast. Yeah, um, there's some fantastic animations in there. And 
of him like sprinting, which is something that I didn't know if they'd be able to pull off how it would work, especially in the gameplay sense. But it feels great. Um, it's like an angry like, rugby player or something. Right, it's <laughs> it's deeply scary to see him sprinting straight towards you. And that's forgetting stuff like, you say, Batman and just sort of dropping out of the sky. There's a great animation in there. I shared a tweet from uh, Josh the Medic on our feed where he'll just sort of like jump off of a lamppost uh, towards you. It's ridiculous. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it, it is really cool and in, in the scariest way because because uh, you can't get away for too long and it kind of forces you to confront him. Let's say, to see that animation, listeners, I can give you a way to trigger it 100% of the time. Obviously, trigger Nemesis. And then the shutter that you go through uh, right at the start before you enter the street proper, every time you come back out of there, Nemesis is going to do that really slick slide oh, down nice. the pole animation. Oh, yeah. cool. Good to know. So, James, what were your experiences like with uh, Mr. Nanny Poo? <laughs> so, uh, you guys are going to hate me, but I, well, I tried to keep away from him. And my reasons for that is because I wanted my experience for the game not to be diluted. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I wanted to, when, like zombies, yes, I faced zombies before. I'm like, yes, I know how to deal with zombies now. Right? But it's the same with the head crap things. Like, I didn't want to really tough tough with those out because I wanted to wait till the end game um to until the game's finished to see what the game was like and see then see what my reaction is to the game. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I, have that, to, yeah. I have to call the chat out. They have just like let's just add use his real name, Leather Daddy. Leather Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um yeah, so I, I've refrained from dealing with him much. I've just threw a grenade at him and ran away. Do you know Which what? That's that's fair around. enough, though. I completely understand that. Um, myself, I mostly didn't uh, try to confront him too much which is very reminiscent of how I handle him in the original RE3. Just pretty much never fight him. Um, Adam, did you try and take the Nemesis on or did you uh, did you also turn tail and run? I, I definitely did after a couple of playthroughs and in all honesty, the experience suffered for it, in my opinion. He looks a little cartoonish mm. um, it, with this redesign. He has what I like to call heroic proportions. Um, <laughs> he, he man style, yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Which, which I mean, is kind of the the classic nemesis is just a a, a brick, basically. You know, he's just a big brick. But this guy's got kind of like a small waist and then big shoulders and um. It, it, it suffered because it was at one point I was facing him on the street where the uh, little grocery store that you can bolt cutter into, mm -hmm. um, and I had grenaded him. and And we'll, I, I'll make a quick aside. Actually, I think that the reason he is stunned a little easier is because he's going to be around a lot more. Um, and there's going to be stuff you have to do while dealing with him. Yeah. So I feel like you need those little windows of 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 being able to stun him and and do whatever. Um, but anyway, I, I was facing him, so I just happened to be turning, and I had him perfectly in the middle of my view, and he did like the Spider Man like flip with his tentacle <laughs> and flew up into the air, and it looked entirely absurd. <laughs> Um, it, it was, yeah, exactly. It was like, 
he, there was nothing for his tentacle to purchase onto. It just flew up into the air, and then he like flew upwards, like like I was like, oh, Nem. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh. It was just you know what you're not wrong. Definitely, it's it looked dumb, but I mean it, it's fine. I'm not I'm not upset about it. I, I'll enjoy it still. I did love like when if you run past him, um, or, or I'm assuming he can do it a lot. But when I first encountered him, I just kind of like dodged and ran past him, and he did that. He like jumped over me, hit the ground, and like skidded on the ground with his you know in that kind of like hero pose, mm. which was pretty cool. I was like, damn, that's cool. Um, but I feel like the more time spent with him, the less effective he is. And that's, I mean, that makes sense. You right. know, the, the more you spend time with the boogeyman, the less you're scared of him. So um, hopefully they'll keep it fresh and, you know, he'll, He'll go through his changes and become more of a threat and and all sorts. So I'm 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 tentatively excited about it, but that that was the one thing that was maybe a little bit of a letdown for me. That's fair enough. I think uh, you're definitely right. Um, hopefully they'll find ways to use him at appropriate moments to make it more of a struggle um, and and ways to evolve him, like giving him different weapons and stuff. Obviously, we didn't have to deal with any uh, extra. Arsenal. Um, exactly. He just yeah. had his sort of what we can assume is his base set of moves, um, which I'll get to in a second. I'm also going to do an aside just to return to yours in terms of his uh, physique. I I get what you're saying. I wonder again, speculation on my part, um, if this is perhaps to sort of separate him more from the tyrant because obviously if you remember at the end of remake two, you get the tyrant without the coat on, and he's very square. Um, I feel yeah. like his, his body shape is very sort of stocky and that kind of shape. Um, maybe this is just a way to make him feel and look differently. In More retrospect. of an athletic type monster. Yeah, and you he, know, he's yeah. not he's not a brick because he's flying through the air and doing sure. all kinds of stuff. And it's definitely I something mean, that we've never seen in this engine. So, I mean, OG original Tyrant is like a very athletic builded. Yeah, it's true. That's probably what makes Remake 2 Tyrant so sort of like shockingly different um, is that he's just a big like, cube. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so... With a hat, so, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> cube with a hat. Um, What's so, he doing to those zombies as well? Right, exactly. So Nemesis's move pool consists of the classics, you know, the punches, which you can sort of get locked into. That's what screwed me over more than any of his moves is... Just getting repeatedly punched in the noggin until oh, I couldn't get up yeah, anymore. Oh, yeah, that happened to me. He just comboed me, and every time I would, I couldn't do anything. Mm. That was annoying. So, not sure about that, but uh, the tentacle's back, and that's pretty cool. Dragging you towards him, I like that a lot. He's got this unexpected kind of raw move, which is, which is nice. Uh, and, yeah, he can also... Well, they haven't really explained exactly what this is yet, but he can transform zombies into something else. I guess the assumption is some kind of nemesis parasite, which uh, latches on the head of a zombie. Um, Steve, I know you had some close encounters with these guys because you wanted to experiment with them. Um, do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about these sort of sort of new enemy types, if you like? I mean, we can call them like parasite zombies, but let's be real, they look like mind flayers. Yeah. <laughs> I said Capo Demon, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cacodemon works. Um, right, so they have a little whip tentacle. They have a... If their face is enclosed, it's indestructible from the front, has to be from the back. Hmm. Um, if you shoot them in the chest, 
the, the zombie, the, che- the the zombie part, you know, it'll flip open or they'll fall over and be completely vulnerable to break. They are killable. They're not indestructible. They're fairly sturdy, though. Um, but their main event is the most horrifyingly dead space looking thing like I've seen in a Resi game. I'm going to be honest. I think it's my least favorite slash most favorite to see death. As in, it's horrifying, but it looks cool. And that the head literally sprouts off and attaches to Jill's face, takes over her body, and then she's like, gone. It's uh, haunting. Yeah, and the screen pretty lingers pretty on it for way too long. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does. Adam, oh. did you have many experiences with these uh, these new enemies? Um, I, sh- I shotgun one to the face, <laughs> which felt good. I blew it up and I was like, well, what I actually did is I ran back to the fire area and closed the gate behind me. And then I just was like, oh, the zombies just lined up for me to shoot them and watch the fun animations. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I did shoot one in its like worst case of pink eye ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah. that was it. I was kind of freaked out, but I'm I find things like that kind of freak. I don't like it. It was, you know, like I get stressed out easily. Like Resident Evil 4 with like the, the Ganados, like with the, the one that like gains like the weird scythe flail from its head and just whips around. That's, that stuff stresses me out. So this was <laughs> this reminded me of that. I was like, plus you're dealing with Nemesis as well, right? Like, exactly. So that's no, you, you can't. I mean, I don't know. Steve's some sort of magnificent god or something because he's able to like make all these observations while Nemesis <laughs> oh, the, is like. I say, I have one more cool one. If you'll, if you go for it, yeah, let me. Oh, right, dude, um, we want to hear. So obviously, you see the first one gets you was a uh, upgraded, impregnated. I don't know what the term would be. <laughs> But the the second one from a distance literally looks fine, like mm. a normal zombie, until mm-hmm. you get close and then it sprouts out. Uh, I get the feeling that we're gonna obviously at some point Joe's gonna lose Nemi's tail. We all know that he's gonna bugger off for a bit, and I bet the, the signs that you're going to meet him before you actually do meet him are gonna be seeing these things everywhere. Ah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like surprise, yeah, you thought you were dealing with another zombie, but it's in fact me, the mind flare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and they'd be like, What is this? Yeah. Blood. Uh, <laughs> that's how Brad that's how Brad dies now. He's gonna get head chomped or something. Oh, like, well, no. it wasn't Nemesis. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I was going to mention that because I had the same experience and I watched James have the same experience on stream where you were running towards that female zombie at the top of the stairs and you think it's a normal zombie and then suddenly, and it's got a thing on it just like grows like in a mm. second on top of its head. And you're like, wait a minute, that wasn't like that before. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're interesting. It's definitely a way to make the Nemesis combat again a bit different. Uh, gives you some more obstacles to avoid. Because Adam said, I think you're right. Um, Nemesis is probably going to be kind of a persistent threat not in the same way that mr x is just like a moving wall that's always getting in the way he's gonna be there and you're gonna have to deal with him um you're gonna be able to down him but he's gonna get back up that kind of thing um you're just gonna be constantly struggling with him that second part is the bit that pisses what's that you can't put him down for good in quotation marks Mm. you can he has two down states like he has one that's like oh i'm a bit bit knackered and then there's one where it sounds like the parasite's healing him he has like the Mr. X take a knee. Mm. And then he has like the, oh, I've actually been damaged. I'm going to reach to the sky like an 80s like villain. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then I'm down for a little longer. Yeah. He's still down for a while though, isn't he? Even with the He's down for a good while. Mm. Yeah. It's Which is probably like to say going to be necessary. Yeah. Because you're going to have to be playing around him. 
Yeah, but something satisfying about seeing him like laying down in his own purple blood, the gross ten foot tall, <laughs> mummified looking tentacle monster. You know? Interesting to see if he cre- if there are variations on the parasite monster like we have with the Ganados, like Hmm. You know, maybe there's one that has like a whip arm, or you know, like whatever. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah, different, different, some sort of like things. uh halfway house between zombies and nemesis, where they've been left mm-hmm. with it long enough that they get some like extra musculature or something, um, perhaps, and yeah, more tentacles and all that. Yeah, definitely a good point. Definitely. And now, reading the file, tabloid front page from Resident Evil 3 2020, Carla Jabberly, who you can follow on Twitter at Lailybot. The Cannibal Murders, a complete digest. In the grey of the morning on September 25th, a frantic caller telephoned the RPD to report an assault. A man, described as disheveled, like a vagrant, was attacking a passerby north of the Lambs Museum of Art. The responding officers discovered the mutilated corpse of a woman by some dumpsters nearby. Dozens of bite marks covered her body, and she'd been dismembered, suggesting that she'd been eaten. The third known incident of its kind to occur in Raccoon City this month. So, who done it? Who's been munching on man steak? We here at News Comet have a gnawing feeling that the so-called cannibal disease patients Spencer Memorial has been providing free treatment for since August might not be settling for just cafeteria food. Our reporters have infiltrated Spencer Memorial, asked the tough questions, and come back with horror stories that will make your stomach royal. Turn the page for the scoop. Um, so let's let's move away from gameplay a little bit and talk about sort of the way the game looks and the game the game sounds. Um, obviously, as we've pointed out multiple times, it looks incredible. The lighting in this game is really good. You've got some real lovely clash of the darkness that you'd come to expect from this kind of game, and those like glaring neon signs, which is a really nice, uh, different kind of look. Uh, feels sort of nineties as it should with the bright you know, fluorescent colours and that kind of stuff. Uh, and personally, uh, as a bit of a nerd, it's nice for all the references dotted around. Love looking at all the all the little details. You've got references to other Capcom games in there, obviously, some really in your face as well. Um, and then there's like little Outbreak references as well. Uh, Zapata beer, the Umbrella Noodles. Um, and then you open the doors up to the Moon's Donuts, of course, and the music on the jukebox is the closing theme to the original RE2. So they've gone from Remake 2 being kind of light on referential stuff to packing this demo just full of it. So remains to be seen if the full game is quite that much. But for me, I'm going to spend... My first playthrough is going to be very long because I'm going to be looking at every little detail trying to pull out, you know, tiny... stuff. Hopefully you will be. Right, I was trying oh, to zoom in on... Depends on that nemesis. Right, yeah. <laughs> nemesis, not now. <laughs> I'm trying to read what's on this wall. It's, yeah, it's, that's very true. Uh, Adam, how did you feel about the way the game looks overall? Beautiful. Uh, yeah. You know, absolutely beautiful. Everything I had hoped for. When we were talking about um, Resident Evil 3, when we did the anniversary podcast, I was saying how like I could sit and look for hours at, at the, the pre-rendered city scenes because i found them so beautiful Mm. and i think this is the same i one thing that always ruins things for me and it happens in more games than you you kind of think about is scaling 
like when you get to an object and you're like this is much bigger or smaller than it should be in real life mm. um and and they didn't have any of that in this it, it all seemed super spot on this subway station was really good mm. um you know it, it looked very much like a subway station yes, which sounds dumb accurate. because it is a subway station but it looked right mm-hmm. and that's such a huge part of the immersion um i liked that the city felt decrepit enough um but not fully gone mm-hmm. um and the the blocking areas made sense you know like car pileups and such it wasn't just a case of being like i should be able to get through here um but i can't um super excited to see what what it has to offer now i'm like i said at the beginning i'm very hyped to be in a creepy toy store <laughs> i hope i hope there is a section that is well obviously it had a lock on the door so we can get in there um but i hope i hope it's kind of creepy yeah, that'll be sort of like the trilogy, really, won't it? Between um, mm-hmm. uh, RE7's like child room, RE2's re- uh, uh, orphanage, and then the toy store. Perhaps that's the trilogy of creepy areas. Uh, you, no, you're right, because like, sort of like the blocking of areas. I didn't think about it too much, about the, the barricades and stuff. I think it's because the rest of the world is very realistically uh, constructed. As you said, it, it very much looks like real places, the subways in particular, uh, built like a real subway all the rooms are very realistic and there's less of not that it was a problem at the time back with older games and stuff it's just the how it, the way it was um, but some areas if you look back at them now it's just like well it's gamey it's a gamey area it's it's built for, for sure for a reason for the gameplay whereas this yeah it feels more like a real place where gameplay is taking you know, he's taking part of in inside of this inside of this real area. James, how did you feel about the way the game looks? Oh, it looks so it looks so pretty. I remember starting the stream and just squeeing um, <laughs> for I think about forty fifty seconds, just looking at Jill and the rest of them. Yeah, because um, they just oh, they're just so pretty. The characters are incredible. Yeah, uh, and I and she said like all the detail. There's so much of it. And I was sitting there, I was going, okay, how much can I really squeeze out of this detail? So I was trying to, like, read all the notes and, like, some of the notes you can read. You, are, and like, the books and magazines, you, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's like, I, I did, I did notice there was some reused assets. Like, there was, there's one particular one, um, which bothered me a little bit because I'm, I'm a big boy for, like, immersion. And, like, there was this, uh, what would you call it? Like, a ledger? Uh, like a wooden ledger, right. and there was like three notes on it, and I've seen it about three or four times in the demo. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, no. Um, but other than that, like it, it just it it looked amazing, and I yeah. Um, the animation's also really really good. Mm. Um, and they uh, what's the word? They they kind of enforced an urgency in me, like with the zombies when they're coming at you. I did not want to be anywhere near those zombies. For like sure. nowhere near them, like, and not because uh, I, I was I was afraid that Jill was going to get hurt more and more, <laughs> you know. Because I mean, it's it, it was different than remake two, where in remake two, you are pretty confident that you can take down a zombie as long as you have the ammo. In the demo of remake three, I felt like, is it dead? Maybe it's not <laughs> dead. It's going to jump out, jump up, and get me. Um, and when they're walking at you, I just I didn't want to be at least a Jill within 
You know, mm-hmm. if a Jill was lying down between the zombies, no. <laughs> I didn't want to be at least a Jill towards these zombies. Because... One Jill length, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's that in ratio to Rambo's? <laughs> Rambo is a measurement of time, Steve. Oh, okay, sorry. Time and space <laughs> are different things. So it's, it's, it's Rambo and Jill's. Right. <laughs> Rambo and Jill's. Um, yeah. yeah, but anyway, back onto the, like, how it looks. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I... I like how Nemi looks, I I think he looks okay. But at the same time, I didn't spend as much time looking at him as you guys did, because um, I was just running for my life. I like mm. the variation of the the zombies I did see, uh, and they looked great. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and the density of stuff. Like there was a there was a a really tight density of a lot of the stuff. Mm. Um, which didn't make you feel, oh, this is just a wall that won't let me go by this section of the game. It there's a re- like it was completely cordoned off. There's no way you're getting through that. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. So dense with fire and and just debris and everything, mm-hmm. and it looked great. Um, also, the fire looks good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Going down the checklist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be fair, like it, personally speaking. Um, I didn't get a great look at Nemesis in gameplay too much because the way he moves, he moves around so you know quickly and stuff, and it's such a panicky experience. I find that you don't really get too uh, too strong of a look at him. I felt like, which I'm okay with, because I, as many of you may yeah. remember, I had one of my issues with RE3. When we're talking about box art way back now. I was never huge on the fact they just plonked him right on the box art. Like, there he is, you know, stare at him for as long as you want until the fear uh, <laughs> leaves you a little bit. Um, so when you see him in game, you know, it's, it's he's less scary looking. And this is running straight at you. You can't get a proper look at him. Um, whilst I'm not still 100% sold on the way he looks, it's totally fine for me, but I'm not 100%. Uh, it doesn't bother me too much. You don't see him too much, but yeah, the rest of the character models, save for reused zombies, which is just fine. I don't mind too much. But uh, in terms of Carlos and Jill and Mikhail, uh, that opening cutscene with all of them was just uh, yeah, it made my heart do a flutter. It's I'm very very yeah. excited to live out that story. Um, the nice little tease they dropped us into the middle there. Um, yeah, very excited to see how that comes together, and, and obviously we'll get to the trailer as well. Um, what can come before or after? Uh, Steve, how did you feel about the way the game looks? Overall, pretty good. Although, depending on what platform version you're playing on, you're going to be suffering with some like trade-off for higher 4K and lower than 60 FPS for uh, the Xbox, mm. and then the PS4 is. Lower than 4K, but 60 FPS. And the PC is obviously both. Uh, you kind of feel like every other RE Engine game has always been targeted at 60 FPS. And the performance kind of really got under my skin while I was playing it. kind of took me out a bit. But overall, the, the city itself, the way it looks, is great. Uh, we've obviously mentioned reused zombie assets, which is, which is a bit of a shame. In my opinion, a bit of a shame. That there's a lot of people with the same face and the same uniform in Raccoon yeah. City. The same fashion choice. Same fashion choice. It must be very popular, those beige shirts. Um, <laughs> high visors as well, everywhere. Yeah, high visors were very, very popular with this slightly larger gentleman. Um, yeah. <laughs> the high vis um, kind of makes sense given the nature of an emergency. So if I, you are I bold, was able to. I was going to say, if you are bold, <laughs> chances are zombies are going to go for your right cheeks to cover it up. 
Uh, <laughs> but no, overall, it's like it, it's it's fun. Uh, I kind of I haven't had time to like look into the environments that well because that was one of the things I did in remake too was like go over the rooms and try and figure out what exactly happened. Mm. I haven't really. I mean, to be fair, a lot of it in RE three is going to be, and then people ran through here, ransacked the place, and legged it. Mm. But you know, I do want to. I do want to take my time and like experience that. I mean, for example, Redstone Street Station itself, the actual train station part of it. The, the lower you get, the more calmer you get, which means it's probably been shuttered off all of the time. Yeah. Um, but the uh, yeah, the city itself looks fantastic. I love the neon. Like uh, me and Sai always spitball about the idea of let's why don't we have a resi set in the eighties and just forget Canon for ten minutes? And uh, <laughs> the closest we're going to get is all the neon in Raptors right. Yeah. <laughs> it's scratching um, the itch. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll do. There's like steam rising out of the sewer pipes, and uh, you know, it's neons everywhere. Uh, the town looks a bit more decrepit than an average town. There's um, giant turtle zombies. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> People, leather daddies everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I genuinely like it. I think that uh, that one shot where Carlos is telling Jill about the radio tower as well, the the, the power station. Sorry. Not. Mm. I, I love the framing of that shot. A lot of these single frame images just look fantastic. Like. Uh, the zombies break into the barricade, and you can, when you see Jill's expression situation, like she's already killed about fourteen hundred zombies at this point. Still, the same look of horror, and mm. oh, for God's sake! Yeah, because it's like I got to deal with more of this. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the, the actual framing of shots are some of the things that I really like. I'm no director; I don't have any like experience in that front, but I do. I can appreciate when that's just artistic driven and well designed. Um, yeah, that's very true. The environments themselves, as you guys have said, it feels like. Right, we'll do this section of city first, and then we'll figure out how we're going to blockade it to move the player around the environment. Mm. Although there is like the big glaring video game element of here is a red barrel, <laughs> just randomly in this yeah. convenient spot. Otherwise, doesn't really shatter the immersion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that genuinely have nothing but uh, appreciation for how it looks and how it feels. There's just there's general small complaints I have that you know there's a lot of people wearing the same fashion stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's there's some nitpicks there, but I think the yeah. game makes oh. up for it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's it, it's a few it's a few bogeys on a platinum trophy. It's still perfect. right, exactly. It's, yeah. It was easier to hide with Resident <laughs> Evil Two because it's like, oh, they're all police officers. Yes, or <laughs> they're mostly police officers, <laughs> so they have police outfits on. So, a few yeah. bogeys on a platinum. Tro- I'm sorry, I just realised. <laughs> <what laughs> I don't know. Have you never had that before? Metaphors. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Uh, <laughs> no, but there's there's like extra stuff is popping into my head that I should have probably should have mentioned earlier. But just like okay, yeah. So we're dealing with the same zombies that we've killed already. Uh, um, you know, the next day in Resident Evil Two Remake, but the environment is so varied like all the different elevation there's a plot where you go on top of like a roof and you you're moving around through there across the walkway there's there's so much variation like different alleyways and different shots and the potential uh feels like they've really understood what their potential is for a game set in the city rather than just one key location and you feel that from this but uh that side back to the point um so yeah the characters are, are the big thing for me, as I said. The voices sound great. That scene is well directed, as you said, Steve. The whole thing seems very well directed. You got we kind of got an impression of that looking back on it from previous trailers. There's some really, um, really cool shots in there that are probably going to go on to be iconic, like the mirror, looking in the mirror and stuff like that. Um, 
and obviously stuff in the trailer that we're also about to talk about as well. It's, it's very, it definitely leans into that action movie, but it's a, yeah, it's a beautiful action movie. Um, and in terms of the atmosphere, one last point as well, there isn't too much to say. I mentioned the RE2 music, but uh, the rest of the music that we heard in this demo, very, very good as well. The welcome return of the Save Room theme and the Nemesis theme as well, tweaked in slightly different ways. Um, but they, they're pretty much what they need to be. They didn't go too far with it, but we've got actual like looping versions of these classic songs, whereas Remake 2 kind of didn't really do a, too much with the classic music, kind of teased it and left it. Uh, this time they've kind of leaned into it much more. Mm. I read online, I don't know how true this is, take it with the picture stop, but apparently got Masami Ueda back in to do a lot of the tracks. Yes, the he's, the soundtrack. he's definitely yeah. involved because the uh, some of these songs are on the Japanese Spotify, I believe it is. Um, and and he, or uh, she, I'm not actually sure, Masami Ueda, um, they are credited with with it in some fashion. I don't know if it's a consulting what, but they are definitely credited with the music to some degree, so that's a good sign. It'll be mm. interesting to see. We'll probably find out when the game is out to what degree and how big that uh, part of the group was. Same with the voices as well. I'm really excited to see who voiced Mikhail because I'm in love with his voice. Uh, it's, it's so good um, so the other thing in the demo uh, briefly touch before we move on to the end is Mr. Charlie's I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about that particularly the 20 uh, collectibles this is pretty much exclusive to the demo I believe I think they're in the main game but you're not going to get these same ones they're not going to be dotted around the same um, yeah there's 20 to find most likely you will go through your demo playthrough first or second time getting a couple of them um, because some of them are really obtuse and hard to get. Some of them require very specific methods. I never uh, understand how people work that these things out. I'm Do amazed. Get, is there like a company person that kind of just leaks it? Because there's no <laughs> way to know right. some of these Some things. of them are so bizarre. Um, <clears throat> it's shocking that some things take over a day for people to find in this day and age with the internet. But that's the case with these, Mr. Charlie. Some of them are so obscure, where it's like stare at a poster for 10 seconds, then turn around and it's on the roof behind you. What? Um, yeah, <laughs> right. Hey. Um, stuff like that. It's longer than PT, didn't it? <laughs> like, that it's PT crazy how hours. people do these things. It's <laughs> insane. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, so did anybody... Uh, Steve, have you grabbed all the Mr. Charlies? I, I assume out of all the people you've the demo the most. I haven't. Um, um, I've got six. I didn't... To be honest <laughs> with you, I, when, when I was told it was just uh, Resident Evil Ambassador, like, bragging points, I was kind of mm. like, oh, yeah. I'm not that fussed. Because, you know, as much as I'm a big Resi fan, I'm part of a Resi podcast, for God's sake. I, I don't do the REBH fun. I don't do the rubber fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, just not yeah, for me, same. you know? Um if it was like, you know, say RE7s where you get a coin you can use to unlock extra things, like, oh, sweet. Um, but otherwise, nah. Uh, I, I might do it for a completionist's sake, but I'm not that. Yeah, no, that's um, that's fair. I, I'm in the same boat, but while I was playing through, I thought I would grab as many. So I'm up to about yeah, 15. I, um, I say I've, I've only found six. I stumbled mm, into them. So. Right, the, that was about the same for me, sort of the natural ones. But then there's some where it's like perform 25 perfect dodges, then go here, the cop door blows off its hinges, and it's in the car. Like, mental. What? 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 Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, James, you played it through it a couple of times. I'm guessing you only picked up sort of the bare minimum of these. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't search for them. Um, I'm not... Uh, yeah, I stopped doing that when... Um, when uh, uh, Assassin's Creed came out, <laughs> I stopped doing collectibles when uh, the first Assassin's Creed came out and I started collecting all those feathers. 
And then I just hated myself afterwards, <laughs> right? So now every time I see stuff like that, I'm like, "Are you going to give me give me a reward?" No, then I'm not doing it. Yeah, right. Fair enough. You know, all I'm going to get is a is an a, is an achievement, and that's not really important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, give, give me, me a gun. Yeah, yeah I, give me give me Re- something. Resident Evil is good for that. At least, like in the main game, you'll probably unlock an infinite something or other at the very least. But for the demo, it is. I think it's just there to incentivize people to just have something extra to do to play the demo yeah. a little bit more. Um, Adam, I'm guessing you didn't exactly dig out all twenty of these guys. I did not kill nemesis three times then find the police car for the zombie to fall out of the door so that i could shoot mr charlie what did mr charlie ever do to anybody else that's Um, gonna be it's gotta be a joke right it's gotta be a joke from capcom well mr he's got a different name apparently he's got a different name in the toy store window i can't remember off the top it's like mr yeah it's like fun or something weird yeah terrifying (laughs) Um, (laughs) i was typically looking at the giant Box art Mega Man going, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could I put that helmet I... on a la Dead Rising? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the ones that kind of, again, naturally were in across. my path. Yeah. I was like, oh, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you were saying, so I'm sure it'll be like the Mr. Raccoons from Resident Evil 2. It'll be way less density in the actual game. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's round this out with the trailer at the end, the spoilerific trailer, if you'd like. So much to talk about with this. My my personal view is that they showed a bit too much. I was already incredibly excited. I don't think I've ever actually said this on the podcast, but if I have, I apologize for saying it again. I think I'm more excited for this game than I was Remake 2, just because the unknowing of what Remake 2 could be. You know the 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 potential damage it could do to the timeline, which we're all kind of okay with, you know, right now. And of course, it was the first time they'd remade a game in so long. We didn't know what it was going to be, but now being feeling a bit more comfortable, I'm really, really, really excited for this game. But this trailer just went, you know, took me from 100 to 200 with the amount of stuff they show. I don't even know. I'm, I'm just going to throw it to you guys. Uh, name your most interested moment from this trailer, James. Anything in particular strike you? Uh, uh, you, you just said it. There's so, there was so much in it. There was just so much in the trailer that my brain can't really focus on anything. I think like, I think the best, my best, uh, two kind of frames in it Mm. is the very last couple of seconds when you see Jill who looks like they're lugging up up something very big and maybe makes big boom booms. Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then the next frame is literally Nemesis with his big boom boom. And I was like, oh, we're going to have a boom boom time. (laughs) Yeah, I was that like the trailer. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Cool. This is great. This is great. And then it got to the end. I was like, yay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it it got me, it got me even more hyped than I already was. And it was, it was a, it was a great way to reward the players that completed the demo and they didn't even need to do that. Mm. Right. It's like, they didn't even need to do that. They gave us a demo for free that we can play whenever we want. Right, but they chose to give give us this awesome trailer too, and uh, yeah, just uh, an applause for Capcom because they're doing so well with this stuff. Absolutely, yeah, they they they're really doing a good job of treating their fans, and uh, it's good to have this demo out there in the wild. Remains to be seen whether or not we come back to it in a year's time and they insert a Code Veronica reference into uh, seize it like they did the remake two demo. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, Adam, what was the most striking thing from the trailer for you? 
Brad Vickers yeah. waits <laughs> until Jill, waits until Jill is safely inside a building before throwing a road sign <laughs> or a street sign at a zombie's head and then running in. He's not a coward. He's making sure she's safe, and then he's like, "I'm going to throw this sign at you, stupid zombie," and then he gets inside. We always knew it starts material, really. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. Gonna see some new Brad. Like what I loved about Brad, that. and he's not like, and he's not gonna be just a super chump, which mm. is gonna make it even more heartbreaking when right. he dies. It's gonna right. be heart because he's gonna. Yeah, I feel like, like I said when we were talking about our what we thought the game was gonna be like. You know, they're gonna. Oh, he is gonna suck when he dies because he's gonna. You know, he's going to be helping you out, I think, mm -hmm. uh, at the start of that game. Also, Marvin, very excited to mm -hmm. see of course. <gasps> Marvin yes. and Kendo. You know, there's a lot of faces that show up where I'm like, oh, this is exciting. Mm. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, Brad, Brad being cool is very exciting. <laughs> Brad being cool. And also what I thought really interesting about that part of the trailer is um, they're like holding themselves up in some building, maybe it's a bar or whatever. Um, but it's Jill, I guess we can assume Jill, Brad, and Carlos, which is cool because in the original RE3, obviously, you meet Carlos after Brad meets his demise. So those characters are actually going to get to kind of interact, which is interesting. Brad, again, another Stars member, uh, kind of interacting with the UBCS, and we'll be able to see sort of his reactions to kind of working alongside some people that were hired by Umbrella. So that, that could create some interesting scenes, definitely. And you're right, it's going to suck when he goes out. Um, yeah. Again, Mikhail, Ooh. the way they've kind of put him on display, his death is going to suck as well. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're going to be building He's all gonna these He's going to have a hero up. death. Right, you know, for hopefully sure. Hopefully they all have. Um, and one important note that I'm just, just sort of musing on is that assault rifle you get um, when you play assisted mode, it says that it's uh, given to UBCS members. So he thinks you're going to take that off the body of a fallen UBCS soldier. Could be Murphy Seeker, could be Mikhail, could be anyone really. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that's quite interesting indeed. But yeah, Kendo and Marvin returning from Remake Two, as hoped for and speculated by the community, definitely. Uh, it's also, be interesting to see um, how they slot in. Yeah, and I didn't. I forgot to mention this, but what I felt was interesting was. During the demo, like you have a train car full of civilians. Mm. I wonder if you'll be saving civilians at the beginning. Um, yeah, maybe. And, and yeah. send and sending them there, and then that's the reason to be like, we got to get the train going because we're get trying to get out of. Out of yeah, mm. rather than being like it's a weird tram thing. That would be cool because for especially for people who aren't necessarily aware of who Jill is as a character, it kind of sets up her role as you know the police, the protector. If the exactly. sort of first part of the game is you kind of trying to help all these people, so that'd be nice. Um, Steve, what was the most striking thing for you from this final trailer? Okay, so we all know about Kendo. We all know about Marvin. Brad being awesome is also pretty damn cool. Uh, Jill standoff with the whole like, let's do this. You know that that's uh, that that got my my hype meter pretty high. But the thing that strikes me most, I think I talked about this with Sai, mm -hmm. is the whatever the hell is in the power plant. That's everything else is fairly. Kind of, we knew this was an RE3 originally somewhere, except for Kendo. Obviously, Kendo was more hinted at in RE2's little note they added. Yeah. Uh, but there is something that looks like the implications of a new boss fight in RE3. And that's the part that's actually got the most interesting because it's something new. Mm, uh, for sure. That Yeah, there's like a handful of frames of something, what appears to be either hatching or growing in the power plant. And it looks bigger than those little drain demos as they've shown. Yeah, so I really hope 
it's a shot that's really hard to decipher, uh, which mm. is really cool. It, you know, it could be a giant creature of some kind or a nest or anything. Some people are say, wondering if it's a new nemesis form, but as, you know, the, the demos are in the power plant, so maybe it's related to them in some fashion. So, yeah, some nice teasing there. Yeah, I basically hope it's like the drain demos could black tiger. You know, right. that's what I'm hoping to. The yeah. mother or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. The alien queen. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I did that. Yeah. I don't remember who said it on the Resident Evil podcast server as well. It came up. I think it might have been Batman. Um, speculated that perhaps the demos of the little ones and the mama is going to be the brain sucker, and that's how you separate the two from RE3 because. Um, a lot of people I felt, and at least at least myself, felt like the Demos and the Brain Cycle were pretty much identical in original RE3. Um, maybe yeah. that's a way to separate them. Yeah, one was poisonous, one wasn't. Right, exactly. Uh, there's actually another implication of a potential boss fight in there as well, which is the thing that caught me, kind of made me sit up in my chair, is that Jill running away from what appears to be a laser sight from a sniper rifle. So there's going to oh. be some kind of human I enemy. thought that was like... Nemesis it, it is rocket launcher. It could be Nemesis, but I'm wondering if it's a Nikolai boss fight, perhaps? Maybe, yeah. There's a lot to, to speculate upon, which brings me nice roundly to the fact that everyone who's not aware of this, now please be aware where you step foot on the internet. The game is out in France. The game has been leaked into the wild. The, the, the prevailing theory is that it was sold by retailers who wanted to get some copies out and make some money uh, before they potentially went into lockdown or Ooh. had some kind of issue with sales getting their copies out, uh, which is obviously a horrendous situation. Um, technically, you know, it's breaking the law, uh, as is anyone who posts anything from the copy of the game. And I think technically, if you're selling it on eBay, it's illegal as well, because, you know, you're breaking an embargo, a release date embargo. If it's not illegal, if it's not illegal, you are still scum, I'm afraid. Um <laughs> It's awful. It's an awful situation. So please, everyone, be aware of spoilers out there on the internet. Somebody streamed the game, so there's videos cropping up on YouTube of all important cutscenes, including the end game and unlockables and stuff like that. Mostly, I am. I think I'm so far spoiler free. I hope we can all stay that way and go into the game, uh, you know, completely spoiler free if possible. And again, we mentioned it on the server multiple times, but I'm putting it out on the podcast as well. And this goes for our social media. We are. Leak free. Do not post anything towards us in relation. We're a pair of huggies. No leaks here. No leaks. No leaks allowed. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, if you do post anything, you know that uh, breaks the embargo. We're only talking about Capcom approved material. So anything from this leaked copy or, or anything else, including data mines of the demo and the final game, uh, you will be booted from the server. Yes, please do. Okay, so uh, I want to just give a little bit of kudos to Capcom on this one because uh, the data mine, the data mine has been leaked. Mm -hmm. and while I haven't read it myself, I've had it. Someone basically say that they've scrubbed it. Not, not one hundred percent. Okay, there is a lot of missing data in this one. That makes it good. sound like they uh, they tried. I don't think it was perfect, but they at least tried mm -hmm. to scrub out as much as they could because they were expecting a data mine. That's good. Sadly, the the, the France selling stuff is kind yeah. of. It's been a rough time for them because obviously the announcement of the game was leaked as well and now the final game is leaked. It sucks because they're doing so much mm. good for us fans. Uh, uh, Plus they have to release a game about a virus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I'm sure some some people will pick it up somewhere and be like, this is insensitive. This game shouldn't be released right now. And 
Probably the same uh, people sharing the memes with Raccoon spells Corona, but not realizing yeah, Raccoon right. has two C's in it. <laughs> yeah, <That's> two C's. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, and that, again, we might as well mention it since we are going to be. I don't. Want, I say I don't want to talk about it too much, but since we're going to be in this situation for an undefinable amount of time, uh, we're not. We're not having any of these stupid Resident Evil Corona memes on the server. And again, we're not having any leaked stuff. So if you post either of those, you will. You will suffer the wrath. I'm afraid. I don't pull out. Don't put the boots on too often. But uh, when needed, I. I can be. Uh, Size polishing the banhammer. Yeah, I can be a hole of an admin if needs be unfortunately so whoa oh. so you never swear i know Ooh. well that's how serious i am we well, all I hope you put that down in the notes i'd best not be bleeped <laughs> i'll just bleep just, this whole just as i was fine. getting out my english to french dictionary and my french copy of resident <laughs> evil 3 i feel bad about myself <laughs> and you should <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, just just to prove how, how serious I am. We are, at the time of recording, you know, just over a week out from release. Let's do our best to all go in this uh, as positively as possible, because I think uh, more than anything else, we all need it right now. Um, so nothing else remains for me but to thank our contributors. If you'd like to be part of the show, then please look into auditioning for our file readings. One way to get in touch is to email us at fasprayPod at gmail.com. But of course, the best course of action is to join our Discord server where you can discuss Resident Evil with us and other fans and listen to the podcast live as it's being recorded. The link to the server is in the description of this podcast and also on our social media profiles. You can follow us on Twitter at fasprayPod, on Instagram at fasprayPod, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fa spray pod you can find us on youtube stitcher spotify and itunes and if you enjoyed the show please do leave us an itunes review if you can it helps spread the word thank you to the panel you can follow all of the pueblo people individually i'm at sinaiac underscore one two three steve is at fire button games uh, adam is at advicar zero one and james is at moist owlet off and finally thank you for listening and have a good week Shout out to Choji, Akamichi, Mr. Bergatam, Mr. Swain in chat uh, for being you, with you. us this entire time. Thank you. I know you guys all had plenty of other things. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, sorry for mentioning the whole uh, Raccoon Corona thing. So no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I get you. It's cool. Uh, I like having things sort of like on the record like that. So it's cool. Mm. I was thinking halfway, I was thinking like 45 minutes into that, I was like, man. We've been so perfect. I'm not going to have to edit anything out. We've had no drops. Nobody's spoken. And then you other, no And then I went, you know what? I'm, I can't help myself. I've got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I spoke on air over everybody this time. I'm sorry. You... Uh, it's fine, though. I mean, I didn't notice anything particularly bad. I feel like no, we had a very nice, yeah, healthy I mean, discussion. We're, we're, we're all on my, my right honourable friend. My right honourable friend. Can I just interject? Um, <laughs> we did God. a good job with it because we're all on. Like, we can't. We don't have the luxury of being in the same room, so we can't have any physical right. cues that we're going to talk. Mm -hmm. So there will always be some of that, but I think we do a pretty good job of, of not having too it's much It's really it. funny, actually, because a podcast that I listen to every week, and they usually do it in the same room, and obviously this week with everything going on, they didn't. It was so awkward because they didn't know. There's only three guys, and they didn't know... Uh, who was going to speak next and how to handle that. It was so weird <laughs> exactly. to see it because they weren't used to doing it. It was like, well, this is how we're used to doing it. So we generally don't have a problem. Um, 
I know when to be like, pick a name, you go now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that one day we'll like, we're like if we ever meet up, we'll do like a, an in-person one and everyone will just be staring at each other. <laughs> Waiting for me to tell you to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>